Welcome to Hits Different, a Taylor's with podcast. I'm Molly. I'm Ryan. And today we are recapping 1989, Taylor's version. You're already giving me a look. <laughs> Help. It's going to be a good show. So we're together for the first time recording the podcast in person in the same room, which will be fun. So before we dive into the new Taylor's version of 1989, we wanted to say why we love 1989, the original. And Ryan, you want to go first? 1989 was, has been one of my, the, my most anticipated re-releases because that was when I first, like when I basically got on board with the, the Taylor Swift of um i obviously had heard who read and all the other albums and stuff like that but i remember like it was yesterday when 1989 was released came on the radio and i was like super annoyed because every radio station would not stop talking about it and i was like oh my god we get it and then you hear the single shake it off and you're like all right it's okay and then just like the SNL skit, the Swift meme, I was just thinking. It literally <laughs> happened. It was like 1989 got into my brain and I was like, what is this? Because obviously that was her diving into pop and that was my genre at the time. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, I have gone down the rabbit hole. And then I went to the, the 1989 tour, like haphazardly last minute was like, I kind of want to go see her. I've never seen her live. And coincidentally, it was the ho- uh, Halloween. Um, it was on Halloween. It's when she had Adina oh. Men- Menzel. They dressed up as Olaf or Taylor. Wait, was you were Olaf. at that show? Dude, yeah. I dressed up as what I thought was like a 1989. Oh, I should post a pic. <laughs> I'll post a pic. Wait, I, a, I don't think. I'm sure you've told me this before, but I didn't remember that. Yeah. Like I knew you saw her. They sang what I didn't show. know it was. I'm. Uh, yeah, I've watched the. 1989 world tour movie they have a clip from that concert when they walk out together and i didn't realize you were at that show yeah man i could barely see her uh but it was just an incredible experience so i had a similar experience just where i had always heard taylor's top songs from like fearless or red on radio and i liked them and i was in college after like 22 was released so i turned 22 and could listen to it on my birthday and I loved the songs, but I didn't listen to the whole albums. Like, I didn't go that far in. And then when 1989 dropped, I started training for my first marathon that year. And so I'm listening to 1989 as I'm going for runs. Oh, and same thing with Shake It Off. Like, with that being the lead single, it's kind of like, huh, like, bubblegum pop was kind of my first reaction to it. And then I'm like, now it's stuck in my head. Okay, it's kind of catchy. Okay, the music video is fun. I want to listen to the rest of the album. So then I would listen to it when I went on my runs, and I would just loop it. And I wouldn't even skip the slower songs, like This Love or Clean, like because I was going on long runs. They didn't all have to be like up-tempo songs. And eventually I'm like, okay, I've listened to 1989 a lot. I should listen to more of her songs. <laughs> like, and so I started going back and listening to more of her catalog during that trading cycle and so like when I hear 1989 I just like picture myself like out for a long run just like vibing to it getting lost in the music losing track of time and pretty much that birthed me as a Swifty because like if you can listen to an album over and over and over again it's a great album I remember everything so clearly like because obviously now it's a huge part of my life being a fan but 
Um, yeah, because she was switching into pop, people just blew it the F up. And yeah, I felt like I had FOMO. I was like, well, if I'm not listening to her, what am I doing? Right. And yeah, Shake It Off was super annoying. And then all of a sudden it wasn't. And then next thing you know, I'm just sipping the Kool-Aid with the rest of them. We all have our origin story. Yes. And it just really works out. I feel like that you and I, literally the same album coincidentally. Yeah. Like, didn't, well, I guess we knew each other. Back we had like just met each other. Then. Yeah. Yeah. It's also kind of fun. Yeah. The OG of our friendship as well. So on release night, Ryan drove to join us for a little while listen party i almost said watch party but it's a listen party and in preparation i made a nice little nice 89 spread with taylor's chai cookie recipe made some cupcakes that i wrote 1989 on had some balloon bagel bites oh yeah new welcome to new york bagel bites <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter even without the context you're like bagel bites we had wine you know for wine stained dress we had tequila sunrises for wildest dreams staring at the sunset yeah when i had a bite of the chai cookie i told molly that if taylor was a cookie that would be it um it's it's the perfect combination of freaking everything and uh, i can't stop eating them so we queued up when we started from the beginning of the album a lot of people say they go straight to the vault tracks on pure philosophy i can't do that and we no skip, no stop, just, well, we did stop. We took a few pauses to, like, reassess and be like, what's happening? But we straight on through. Yep. We, I know some fans were saying they were going to skip Wildest Dreams or This Love because those had already been released before. But I just feel like like Wildest Dreams is one of my favorite songs off of the album. And so even though I've been able to hear it for the last two years, being able to hear it in the context of the whole album just makes it that much more special. I am interested um, for, you know, the fellow Swifties that are listening to let us know how they prefer to take their first listens in. Because if it's a new album, like, I like to watch and turn the lyrics on, like, on the Apple Music feature and read the lyrics. Obviously, since we already knew the lyrics for most of these songs, like, we were both fine to just do do it that way, but um, I know you prefer not to like have the lyrics playing usually. It makes me focus more. Like I have no choice but to consume in a way of like full focus. Like I have to just like I like to put it in my like in all, all of the recent like free releases releases. I put in my AirPods. I lie down and I just like let it wash over me. And I feel like the lyrics are like spoilers. Let us know. Did you go straight to the vault tracks and listen, or did you start from the beginning? Because we started from the beginning, which was "Welcome to New York," and it, you know it's just a bop. Like it's been waiting for you. I know that Swifties make fun of it, kind of like they oh I don't want it as my secret song. Like for some people who were going to MetLife, like there was dialogue around that. Um, but when you listen to it again, it just, it still hit the same to me. It just gives you the vibes of like, you feel like you're on your way into the city. Clearly people who have any issues with Welcome to New York have not listened to it while in New York city walking around. Cause that's what I've done. And it, uh, it's like, it hits different. So blank space is your favorite. Yes. Always. Well, and I always forget that out of the woods is like, ugh, I mean, Oh, yeah. When we got to Out of the Woods, 
there was a when we we got to the part of the harmony so like that song just builds so well and then we got to the part where the harmony and i was like this is different this is different what's happening when you were listening to this the original songs re-recorded were there songs that you felt like uh because that was different like out of the woods that you are gonna want to listen to the original versions in the future i mean you're not allowed to to you now you're not allowed to there's discourse about it dude just like I stopped listening to 1989 as soon as she announced the re-release date, I was like, I'm done because I wanted A to be special and to like have like hold out for that. But also it's like, F- you Scooter Braun, we, we down with you and we have better things coming officially. So no, it's sacrilegious. I'm with you there. So far with all of the re-records, there hasn't been a version like even with the better than revenge, like lyric change. I was like, I'm good. I don't need to go back and listen to the other one. This is how Taylor wants it to be. This is how I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. When when we first heard Out of the Woods yesterday with the harmony change, I was like, oh, this is the first time I've gotten that pang of like, now this does make me want to listen to the original just, just to like, I don't know, just to absorb that difference. You should look forward to them and be like, wow, her, her vocals are rat and I actually like the new one better. No, I'm not saying I don't like it. It just it, it didn't make me realize, oh, that sounded different. So now I kind of want to listen to the original one again to like absorb the differences. Like how we've seen clips about like, here's what she sounded like originally and here's what she sounds like now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's so cool. But I agree with you out of principle. I I don't feel inclined to go back and listen to the old versions. Um, so yeah, Out of the Woods was pretty much the only one that I, I felt like maybe but i haven't yet so. really i feel like rep will be the ultimate test because i feel the most attached to rep so if i was ever going to be like mad that she changed something it would be rep but so far haven't felt that way all right so the first fall track highly anticipated slut quotation marks slut exclamation slut slut didn't give nice nice <laughs> Oh, man. So uh, I feel like you had expectations that were not met. Everyone saw when you found out the Volt Track titles and you're like, oh, my God, it's so racy and it's going to be the tea is going to be spilled. And like I I was going in with Olivia Rodrigo vibes because I feel like she I mean, I could totally be making this up, but I feel like in titles and stuff, she's like intentional with like maybe it's like lyrics anyway, where it's like you see slut exclamation mark and you're like, whoa, this is going to be an upbeat bop vibes so i already knew that's how it was gonna be and then we're watching the spotify videos and you get to slut and it's original it's immediately a freaking like sunset ocean view and you're like the what waves the are crashing f- is this uh yeah didn't give anything and i was like trying so hard i was like sure all right this isn't it this and then she finally says the word slut and it's so gentle and she's like slut like and then i'm like waiting i'm like Come on, we're we're climbing up this mountain really, really painfully slow. We're gonna get there, and then you're like, "Oh nope, there is no. We're just gonna plateau here." And then you're like, "All right, don't worry, the bridge is gonna slay." Nope, there really. I didn't even know what the bridge was because it just blended, and the tone, and nothing changed. And then it was over, and I think I actually like fell asleep halfway through. My eyes were open. False. You didn't fall. I literally blanked out. No, I blank spaced in real life. <laughs> I did. I just stared, and I was just like, "Ooh, it's over." Okay. All right. We were sitting next to each other. You did not fall asleep. With my eyes open, I zoned the F out. And I was like, I think that you blacked out from anger. I just couldn't. I was so disappointed. 
Years odds. So, <laughs> spoiler, um, when we guys think, are not the same. I think that I've learned not to base her song titles and like try and correlate them to if it'll be like a bop or a slow song. Like, sure. For instance, not that we had very long to sit with evermore song track titles, but when I first saw Champagne Problems, I thought that title bop like oh sip of champagne i have some champagne problems and then the prologue came out and it was like champagne problems might sound bubbly but it's everything but or something like that and i'm like oh gosh this is gonna be this gonna be a dagger song okay so ever since that moment i have tried not to let the song t- titles dictate my opinion so anyway there was a lot of speculation i feel like about was slut going to be an upbeat like you're saying, maybe a better than revenge or a blank space, just like more boppy little finger type song. But the whole album was up, so that's or, the expectation match. You're like, there was no this sleep- love isn't isn't up. Well, you know, it's like clean isn't up. Yeah, there you have to have like a little bit of peaks and valleys. Not everything can be. Mm-hmm. It was just valleys. It was like underground. <laughs> okay, I think that again, I'm a lyric person in Europe like more of a production person than a lyric person no i love lyrics i know last night it was like hard to explain and i was like molly thinks i'm just like here for the vibes and the bops which like no i mean obviously i'm a folklore ever evermore girly so obviously i like the lyrics my god there are no like we're down in our feelings and like oof. but i don't but it's a different genre i feel like when we're talking about taylor's like pop songs i need the only want the pops to be like popping off and there have to be some songs that aren't. And so as we were listening, I saw you next to me, like, trying to bop and it's get so into hard. the beat. And I'm like, all right. Like, I'm, I was with you. I'm feeling it out. And then when she's like, so if they call me a slut, it might as well be worth it for once. I'm like, oh, yes. She girl. didn't like, feel like that. If we're going to. they if call me a slut. You say like, it aggressive. She's, she's that way. Well, because I like feel it. I like feel the like the what she's trying to paint with the pictures. It's like, well, you're calling me a slut, so let's make this worth it. Well, if I'm gonna get dressed up, we might as well go out. They're gonna take pictures of us. That oh, and then there's a a lyric where it's like, it's gonna this is gonna be reflected on me and not on you. Like she's the one that's gonna get called out for going out with this person, not the male in the relationship because misogyny the patriarchy like so the message of the song like as the lyrics were like absorbing into me i was like oh like jaw on the ground like these lyrics are deep they should take away the exclamation mark it should be stripped of that and because it's not the tone and inflection she has she's just like slid it didn't disappoint me i guess because i wasn't i didn't let myself have expectations for it Mm. so even without them it's still i as a sleeper one other thing I wanted to say about it is that she released a Tumblr um, clip today discussing Blank Space and Slut kind of had the same theme of just like, this is what other how other people are painting me for literally just being a normal person going around and dating in my 20s. And I'm getting painted as this maniacal like man eater or slut. Um, and so she felt like she had to choose between those two songs because the themes were so similar. She chose Blank Space. Because it's a bop. 
because she felt it represented New York. And she's like, she says in the a voice note, maybe I get a little bit too caught up in my own rules for the album. But to me, this was a New York album. And Slut is more of a California song. That's devastating to think that we were that close to not having Blank Space for Blank Space being the... Could you imagine, though, like Blank Space coming out, coming in hot as a vault song? That would be insane. I can't even... Like, that would just change history. Yeah, it would. Literally. So I can't. I know. I'm not saying she made the wrong decision. Oh, yeah. I'm not defending Slut that hard. But if it had been named not Slut and you didn't have that expectation, would you have liked it better? No. I... No, I wouldn't have. But I would have been more like, ooh, she would have said slut. And I would have been like, she just said slut. And that would have been cool. But that would have been the only like, aha moment. The rest would have been like, this song is a sleeper and I'm over it. Okay, so then we go straight into Say Don't Go, which... Another uh, punctuation issue error. From the song title, I would have expected that to be slower. And then it was like, oh, blah. Well, you said you didn't think you didn't realize that it was going to be like, say, don't go. Yeah, I didn't realize I, I didn't really think about it that because there was no until talk. like, in, yeah, until in the moment. And then I was like, oh, she wants the person to tell her to leave like she just wants to be wanted, you know, but then the person never, never tells her not to go. So she goes, dude, I don't there's nothing I love more than a sad bop. That is peak. Like, peak too. Talk about loving bops. I love sad bops. It's like, damn, you took this. And, like, All Too Well is, I would say, a sad bop. Well, bop is a strong word. Yeah. It's Either like one. a ballad to me. Yeah. But I think, yeah, there's just something that Taylor does with her songs, that, and especially with Jack, where it's like, these are the lyrics, and they're like depressing as fuck. Yeah. And then it's like, here's the production. Dude, hits different. Every time I listen to that song, I'm still just like, wait, I have to listen, actually listen to the lyrics and be like, she's saying some sad shit, but she seems real okay. Oh, wow, love is alive. It's like you're talking about like a breakup and you're like all good on it, which I mean is great. And the next one, Sleeper. Now that we don't talk. Well, I like it, but it's too short. It's like, I mean, I get it's she said actually that it's her shortest song ever in life. I think, I mean, I don't know if she did background checks on herself, but <laughs> that's good. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor sorry, Taylor, you actually had a song that was uh, one second shorter um, wrong. So um, she said in the Tumblr voice note that that was a song that she really wanted to be on the original album, but they could never quite get it right when they were first working on it. And that she had also written it like near the end of them finishing work on the album. So because they couldn't get it right, they just had to like move on from it. And so she was glad she got to go back and put those touches on it this time around. It's good. As we said, it's it's giving very, it's bleachers, um, obviously, which makes sense with Jack. Which I love. But it just, it felt like an interlude. Like a, now we take a little break from the vault songs, have this little fun interlude, and we're back with, what's the next song? Now Don't Talk? Oh. After that. Um, Suburban Legends. Yeah, that is a yikes. Slut at least has like you know people talk like appeal, but, but Suburban Legends is okay. We we will have to do more of a deep dive once we both absorbed the vault songs. But now that we don't talk, 
has a lot of tea spilled in the song. Oh yeah. Like I couldn't I couldn't pretend that I could be friends with you because I, I care about you too much. So we can't be anything. So we don't talk anymore. So I don't know what's going on in your life. And it's just like kind of full of that anxiety of like, I'm thinking of that person. Are they thinking of me? I don't know. We don't talk anymore. And then when she says, I don't have to pretend I like acid rock or that I'd like to be on a mega yacht with important men who think important thoughts. What is it? Maybe I am better off. What is the acid rock reference? I'm assuming Harry likes acid rock. What's an acid rock? (laughs) I think it's a music type. What? This always has me Googling things when I listen to her music. Acid. What is acid rock? Acid rock is loosely defined as the type of rock music that evolved out of the mid-1960s garage punk movement. How'd you know that? I just Googled it. No, before that. You said it, you assumed it was like acid, like the like, genre. That's... Oh, no, I assumed it was rock was the genre. Oh, and acid is the type of rock. All right. Okay. Anyway. Suburban legends. Not memorable. The thing that stuck out to me is just sometimes I feel like Taylor did not have a normal like teenage life obviously yeah but then she'll write about these songs like in in these lyrics she's talking about like oh i hoped that we'd prove them wrong and we'd like go back to the high school reunion and we'd be together and we'd shock the ball and whatever it's just like in what life are you going to your high school reunion i know i was thinking about that literally last night i was like isn't it crazy to think that she actually went to high school and like while she was like up and coming and like that you know, you could you could have gone to high school with Taylor Swift, and like that's a real could've, thing. Like she didn't dip out early. Could have, should have. I don't think she went through senior year, but either way. And then the final vault track was "Is It Over Now," which again, by the song title, would have made the guess, in my opinion, that it would have been more like a clean, like rinsing my hands of this, we're moving on, we're saying goodbye. Instead, it was. An absolute annihilation. Well, also, can we just mention the fact that before we even listened to it, it's like everyone was like, oh, this is this is uh, teasing. It's going to be a double album drop. And like, oh, over yeah. now is actually her talking to us and telling us that it's not over and just stand by. And I'm like, y'all are, no, just no. Well, she said that in her voice note that dropped today, too. She said, oh, I thought it would be a fun play of words of like, putting it as the last track on the album, like, is it over now? So she did it intentionally. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, but also nothing came of it. This one really contained all the tea. All of the tea. All of the tea. There are some things in it, like the blind date reference. I don't get that. I don't understand. I think she just was saying, like, 300 blind dates. Yeah, I think the relationship she's talking about, like, came back around so many times. Like, they would be with other people, they would see other people, and then the door was still kind of always left open. So I think to me, I interpreted that as like, I've now like gone on all these other dates and met all these other people and I'm still thinking about you. Is it over yet? Like, are we actually done or could we still like try and find a way to make this work? Since uh, Taylor's, you know, basically a numerologist, uh, why does she mention 300 twice? Like 300 takeout coffees, 300 uh, blind dates. It's like, why 300? Why not 200? Not 100? 300 is A, a lot. And be wider. 300 plus 300 divided by two, dissected by four, equals 13. So that's why. Um, she references the snowmobile accident again in this song. Red flood, white snow. 
Remember when you hit the brakes too soon and 20 stitches in the hospital? I didn't know that was a real story. I didn't know there was a real accident. Yeah. I didn't even understand all the intricacies because as we described at the beginning of this episode, we became Taylor fans around this yeah. time. So we weren't following the Taylor situation as closely as other people might have been. Then she says blue dress on a boat was her leaving there. They like were on a vacation together and they broke up and she's like photographed on this boat by herself looking so sad like the bachelor where like you're yeah, one one you're like wow if she's going off on a boat by herself that's literally how it looks yeah that's weird so that photo was like iconic as people they like they arrived at this island together and then she left alone and it's just i mean this people freaked out about this song so hard because it was like all these things that were kind of like theories that were never really confirmed like got confirmed in literally these four sentences like blue dress on a boat you or your girl is my clone and also harry has a song where he talks about she has the same red lips and the same blue eyes yikes and people always thought that that was about taylor and she's pretty much like confirming that um it's like harry's own woulda coulda shoulda yeah. literally it's yeah. like receipts were presented yep yeah, there's just so much in this song that just blows my mind. Like, at least I had the decency to keep my nights out of sight. Only rumors about my hips and thighs and my whispered sighs. Oh, Lord. I think about jumping off of very tall some things just to see you come running. When you hear it, you're like, why is this? Yep, this is, yeah, it's a good, it's a damn good lyric. And But also the lyric before, it's like, it paints a picture. I'm like, why am I imagining Taylor in a sexual situation now? Like, Because she's describing it. I know. Like, the size, like, you're like, you just, you painted it. Yeah, she's like, yo, at least I was sleeping out with people and no one knew. You're out, like, flaunting it to the world. Was it? over when she lay down on you I just gosh oh so good yes uh and that's when i thought it was about an and that they were sitting in front of each other and that it was like oh this girl's doing this to him oh now this guy's doing this and molly's like i don't think that was the setup and i was like i interpreted it as like you moved on with someone else and then I moved on with someone else, and so now are we both actually, like, putting each other in the past, or are we still going to end up going back to each other? Like, what what crosses the line finally for us to be, like, done, done? Yeah. And so we, we listened to the full album, and obviously because we had started and stopped and, you know, had a few little talk breaks and reaction breaks, by the time we're finished listening to everything in full, other people had long already finished listening to it. And so we're catching up to see what everyone's reactions were. And we see that freaking Taylor Nation has tweeted a snake that turned to butterflies and turned to dust that covered my whole room. And we're like, a snake? Unnecessary for them to do that. Oh, and then also the TikTok with the blue and black nails. Yes. So that was the line from Suburban Le- Legends, I think, the TikTok on the clock. Mm-hmm. And it was the shot of the T cup or a coffee cup from the Carmen music video and she's holding it and there's a clock and she has a blue fingernail and a black fingernail and the black fingernail was on 2 a.m and Taylor Nation tweeted it at 1 a.m and there was that brief moment where we were like is she just gonna drop rep and I knew she wasn't going to 
and then I was getting mad, but then also we were getting excited very briefly, and then it was like, all right, we just need to. And then it was like two fifteen, and Taylor Nation hadn't tweeted in like an hour. They went to bed, and they were like, "Here you go, you guys deserve this." Remember when everyone wanted nineteen eighty nine, just as it was, and now it's not enough. Says the person who was literally like, "If rep drops right now, like by nineteen eighty nine. Oh, yeah, bye. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Out I was, the door. I was stoked for 1989, but it's also just because I know what's after 1989. It's like the closer we get to 1989, the closer we get to rep. And then the closer we get to the re-report, it's all being done. We don't talk about that. But then we wake up after listening on release night, and we got bad blood with Kendrick Lamar. I was like... I knew Taylor and Kendrick wouldn't do us, like, dirty and not give us a remix. But I was also a little nervous because there had been no mention of it. There are no features on any of the vault tracks. Which, yeah. The deluxe editions had already been for sale. And the remix with Kendrick was uh, originally on the deluxe edition of 1989. And I'm like, are we going to get it? And then I'm just like, just you guys had to go to sleep all right you need to wake up refreshed yeah to get those kendrick verses he sounded amazing he sounded so good and now i don't want to listen to the og bad blood at all i kept skipping it today and just playing the other one it's just so cool like obviously kendrick has had a huge career like since they did that collab together um and he doesn't need to do anyone any favors so it's just really awesome that he came back it's like obviously a lot of us me was hoping for a Taylor Harry collab, but then once you realize a the whole album's about him and she's spilling all her tea, you're like, damn it, she that up, and he's that makes sense. That'd be really awkward. You're like, hey babe, let's just like make a song to show everyone that we're like good, you know, we're cool now. Like I do think that they're no back are, probably babe. cool now, but I saw something that was like, is it over now? Is the response to everyone who thought there was gonna be a Harry Styles cool? I know. I she's like, no. <laughs> Here's why. Like, also, yeah. I mean, I also was delusional and was hoping that they were both single at the same time recently. And I was like, oh my God, they could just get back together. And I'm like, why am I a part of the problem? I don't know what's wrong with me. If she was singing Is It Over Now about like literally any of her other exes, I would be like, screw that guy. But for some reason, I'm still like, I don't think Harry was that bad. And I'm not even like a huge Harry stan. He's the New Year's Day, man. See? Were you defending him before we heard the Volt tracks because you'd read the Harry threat, the Haler threat, and you're like, they're amazing. And then no, 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 it over now it comes out. She's, she's like, actually, no. he spoke very positively of her after they broke up. When yeah. He was like incessantly asked about her like all the time. Yeah. And when Nice and I dropped and all the speculation about is the album about you? How do you feel having songs written about you? And he was like, I write songs based off of personal experience. She can write songs based off of personal experience. And the She's a great writer, so I'd be honored. Like, that that's pretty... Like, Calvin did not did not do that. He started dragging her on Twitter, like, immediately after they broke up. Anyway, I just... Seeing those clips and being reminded of that, I'm like, oh, not everyone would have handled it that well. Joe won't even say her name in an interview where we hit her feet. Joe's a ghost. He's disappeared. Oliver Twist is gone. He doesn't exist anymore. Without Taylor, he will slowly, quietly slip into the abyss. And you'll be like, remember that guy, Joe? I'm sure we're going to have plenty more thoughts as we ruminate on all of this. But this was our initial reaction. 
And in approximately three days, Brian will like slut. Nope. Maybe three weeks. Maybe it's going to take you a little longer this time. I'll probably never listen to it again, actually. Well, you're going to be staying with me for a couple more days, so you're going to have to hear it. Thanks for listening to Hits Different, a Taylor Swift podcast. Follow us at It Hits Diff Pod on Twitter slash X, Instagram, and TikTok. Bye.